What's up, world? Welcome back to Authentically Us, the podcast where we talk about what it means to be authentic in everything that you do, in every space that you occupy. Be authentic, y'all. Hey, I'm one of the hosts. I'm Conroy. We got Tony here. Tony, say what's up to people, man. Yo, what's going on? Y'all know I'm always here. I'm staying here. So let's just get it. Guys, we have an amazing episode today. Um, but before we jump in, go ahead and give us a like, a review. Share us, guys. We're trying to get to 1,000 followers on our social. So give us a share. Give us a like. Um, check out our recent videos on YouTube as well. Also, shout out to MSW Media for having us on their platform. And this month, we are doing another book club. Tony, what's the book we're doing? The book we're doing is Made for People by Justin Wilmer Early. And, and this book is so crucial, uh, I believe, for the cultural moment we find ourselves. Because often, people are lonely. Uh, we're super busy, but yet, we're lonely. We don't have people that fully know us and love us. And Justin Whitmore early lays out habits of friendship that I believe this culture needs because... If we don't do something about it, we're just going to get lonelier and lonelier. You heard it here first. Get the book, join our book club, and we'll drop an episode coming to you soon. But without further ado, let's jump in to our episode. Let's go. Guys, we have another amazing guest on the podcast today. We got Andrew Coleman-Smith on the podcast. Guys, he is the founder, the leader of Fat Tuesdays, which logs his fitness journey um, to be a fitness person. He's a content creator for Petco and just recently joined Brooks Running, um, the Run Happy team this year. Andrew, welcome to Authentically Us. I love the intro. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to bring you around everywhere. Yeah, that uh, that uh, that was that was epic. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to be here. This is awesome. We're excited to have you. Awesome. So, could you share with our listeners where you spent your early years and what your childhood was like? So, my early years, I well, I grew up in Tennessee. So, I'm on the West Coast now, but I grew up in Tennessee, and my childhood was good. Like, I have a big family. They're very like loving and supportive and it's kind of like where I learned to make videos was like in my church when I was a little kid so that I have, I have fond memories of of childhood and um still close to my family today so I've, I feel very blessed for that but yeah uh southern southern boy uh I love to eat I love southern food I love <laughs> um I love my family but the west coast is is now home I was wondering where your accent came from because I was can like... you hear it Oh well, yeah, I, I'm. A, I spent a lot of time like in the South, like traveling and visiting. So I was like, I don't. I knew you used to live in Seattle, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's not that's not a Washington accent. <laughs> no, no. It's every now and then people can pick up on it, and they're like, the way you just said that, you sound. Where are you from? <laughs> so it's just kind of you know. What part of Tennessee? Knoxville, Tennessee. So East Tennessee. All right. So right near Virginia. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are you okay? So this is the big question when it comes to like Tennessee, right? Are mm-hmm. you like, are you more on the countryside or are you more on like the blues jazz side? Or are you kind of like, like it all? Oh, like music? Yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of country music, which is kind of like, 
you know, it's weird because Nashville is like the home of it. But no, I, I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of country music. If I, if I, if I listen to country, it's like the classic old country, like the old, old stuff. That's, that's kind of what I listen to if I listen to it. Love it. So what made you, what motivated you to start documenting your fitness journey on social media? Well, I, I mean, I was always, I was, I've been making videos since I was a kid. So I, I wanted an outlet cause I was making videos at work in Seattle. And I was like, I really want to do some kind of, I want to do stuff on my own as well. So I was just making videos about anything. It wasn't really, it didn't start out as fitness. It started out just me documenting whatever. And I documented my fitness journey, just like I did everything else. And I documented myself going to orange theory fitness and it just like, people just started watching my videos for like the first time ever. It wasn't just my, my mom watching my videos. It was like actual, actual people were watching my videos. So yeah. So, uh, I was like, okay, if this is what people want to see, I mean, I'm already, I'm already doing it. So, and I love making videos. So I now have my topic now I'm ready to go. So once I, once I figured out what my thing was, I kind of went with that and, and now I feel so passionate about fitness and sharing my fitness and hopefully helping people with theirs. And like, it's kind of wild how it all just kind of like came to me, you know? So you said you started making videos when you were younger. Was that, was that like just for fun or was that specifically for like family or church activities? It started out just for fun. Like it started out just like I would steal my parents' video camera and they were they, once they'd catch me, they'd take it back. But I, I would, I would just make little videos, and then I found Windows Movie Maker, so I would like edit little like slideshows and stuff like that. And then my church actually, um, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna start making videos," and I was like, "Wait, no, I love doing that. Let me, let me help, let me help." So it was like in my youth group, and um, I, I got on like the video team, and we started making videos and. Uh, it was really fun. I think at one point they paid me $10 a video. So technically, I guess I started to get paid early, but <laughs> yeah. So then did, did you go to school for, for any of it or you just immediately started working? No, I, I went to college for a little while. I didn't finish, but, um, I, I'm college dropout, but I did go. So I, I still, I still say I went cause I have student loans, so I'm still going to call it. My it counts. It counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, yeah, I, um, yeah, so I, I just, I'm kind of self-taught and then kind of learned along the way with some like great mentors and people that I've worked with in different, uh, businesses and companies that I've worked for. You know, I, I like doing videos as well. I just hate the editing process, not because I like, I like doing it. It's me. I'm like so much of a, like, I want to make it perfect. And then like, once I start it, I can't stop until it's done so then i i remember watching you uh during the pandemic and i feel like you you kind of do some of the same things like you'll start a video and then next thing you know it's 3 a.m and you're like what oh happened? yeah oh yeah oh yeah and like it's it's the worst and i'm like i can't i can't do this <laughs> that's literally that's literally me on every single video i i I don't care what it is. If it's a project I'm working on, I, I feel like it's the most important thing in the entire world. And I've just got to like make it perfect till, and they tell me that at work. Sometimes they're like, you're, you're good. It's good. Like, don't worry about it. Like it, there's nothing wrong with this video. It's good. Let it go. Let it, let it get posted. So it's, it's, it's like, I don't want to like hear that. the word good. I want to hear it. it was, it was great. 
Right, right, yeah. So I remember watching, I think I found you during maybe pre-COVID, but mainly mainly during the pandemic when you were really documenting um, your fitness journey at Orange Theory. And I'm an Orange Theory coach. A lot of our listeners know you've taken my class, uh, mm-hmm. I think once. Yeah. And great coach, by the way, everybody. Thank you. Like, thank great you. coach. Um, as you were taking Orange Theory classes, what made you say, hey, let me pull out my camera and like just document my journey? Well, I... Let's see. Well, I, I felt like it was, you know, that's, that's like a really, that's a really good question. I actually, and I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but I, I came across this article and I might've been from Buzzfeed at the time. And it was this guy who had documented his journey and he, it with, with just fitness. And he was talking like about his journey to like self-love and self-confidence and stuff like that. And I just thought it was so cool that he like had documented the whole thing and, and kind of it kind of laid it all out and you can go back and look at it and he did that i think just with words like typing but i was like well let me do that with my videos and that'd be kind of cool to have that like you know that documented so at least i could go watch it and yeah i was just i was recording anything and everything at the time so that that kind of was like okay well let's just let's record going to orange theory and i never actually recorded in the classes i didn't record in the classes until like maybe three, four months down the road. Cause I'm really kind of shy. So I didn't want to bring my camera in the classes. So a lot of the bit was just like me before and after the classes, just talking about it and um, kind of sharing that. And I guess, I guess people uh, related to it in some way. So then talk to us about how fat Tuesday came to be. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of a name for my YouTube series. Cause I was like, I need a name. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. I was like, I'm going to post on Fridays. I'm like fitness Fridays. I don't know. That's 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 real basic, you know. So I was thinking and thinking, and it hit me. I was like, oh my god, Tuesday, Fat Tuesdays. It's like the holiday, but oh, also yeah. I'm trying to lose weight. So I, it was just kind of like tongue in cheek. I was like, this is kind of funny. So I st- I started naming the series Fat Tuesdays, and then for posting the videos, like people started to watch and. It was just kind of like a fun thing that people were like, we're going to be the Fat Tuesday fam. So that's like my group is the Fat Tuesday fam. And then Fat Tuesdays is my series. And with with Fat Tuesdays, they are very loyal to you. I feel like you started something that – I feel like you started something that Orange Theory needed. It was like a your own forum where you guys could talk about the workout, your experiences, your fitness journey because – I feel like some people think when it comes to fitness, you have to look a certain way or be a certain way. And you're like, yours was so relatable. The fact that, hey, that class sucked or that class was really good (laughs) or, hey, here's my Orange Theory coach and he's helping me do this. And that's what I really loved and how relatable it was. Um, What would you say your biggest struggle or challenge has been when it comes to your fitness journey? Hmm. Well, consistency, honestly, that I'm, I'm very, I I, I like do one way or the extreme. So I'll either be going every single day, can't stop going, don't want to stop going. Or if I sit down and I wait too long, then that like rest day becomes three days, four days, five days, and then I got to get myself back in it. So the biggest thing that that I like to do is just keep myself going and don't let myself rest for like more than two days because then I'll completely get out of the rhythm and, and I'll stop going. So, uh, you know, consistency is probably my, my biggest thing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I what I also love, well, Tony can attest for that. I know uh, Tony and I, we like what we do um, to keep each other accountable is we do the Apple Watch like fitness challenges. So he'll like challenge me. And I mean, I win every time. And I make it a point to come win on, every bro. Time. Mainly come because on. he's on the come east, on. He, he's on the east coast, so I can wow. see when he's done. So I can just. There was one time where it was going to be close, and I just was like, "All right, I'm gonna go on a 30 minute walk just to like." <laughs> see, that's not fair. Up. That's not it's fair. Not, it's not. But I'm like, I have to win. Like, I can't. I, mean, I can't like preach well, fitness and not. Well, and, not. and well, and like, let's throw out that you're a fitness coach. I am not. <laughs> right. I sit on my boat with college students, drinking coffee, talking to them about Jesus. Not, n- no fitness involved. So. <laughs> but it's a way to keep us, keep us accountable. So I completely understand when it comes to like being accountable. I'm a big proponent of doing things that you like to do. That's what's going to keep you accountable. And I, I, what I love about your videos is recently you have tried everything you've tried boxing you've tried rowing you've tried other disciple gyms um what has been something you found you found that you like when it comes to fitness and things that you don't like you know lately it's been it's been like weightlifting i i'm really into it i i've been taking like the like more strength focused classes at orange theory so it's not just hit it's like or high intensity animal training it's which you know, but I'm just like saying it just in case somebody doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I've been really getting into like lifting the weights and I kind of like that over just even doing cardio. I like to just like lift weights. So I, I feel really passionate about that. And I, I'm really, it just feels good. You know, like it feels good to just have your arms hurt and like sore and just, I don't know, something about it is, is, is I'm really loving it, but I love high intensity and orange theory. I love like a quick hour got everything in there kind of all in one one place <laughs> just walk in leave i've got my workout done mm-hmm. um that that's and then sometimes i'll i'll take what i learn in there and then if i have to like lift weights in like my apartment complex gym or whatever i can you know kind of copy what i learned in there but yeah you had this one video that got crazy views and you literally just took the oppose the oppositions and you were like i'm going to do both so you did this video on f45 versus orange theory which if you guys don't know um f45 is another high intense high intensity interval training type of workout from australia and orange theory is another high intensity interval training workout that's based in in the states what made you do that video was it for clicks or did you really did you really like want to do a good review no i i actually I, I wanted to like up my strength game. So it was like around the video. I mean, the video came out in March, but I actually started trying it like in November. Like I, I, I wasn't even quick to like turn the video. Like I, I really was just trying to find something that was going to be like orange theory. Cause I want it to still be like structured. And then, um, but I wanted it to be more strength focused. I was like, what is that? So I asked everybody on Instagram and everybody kept saying F45. So I felt comfortable enough with Orange Theory to try it. And then I started doing it and I was like, oh, wait, I kind of really like this too. And then, of course, you know, I'm a content creator at heart. So everything is content. So I'm like, well, this is going to be, a, this, this needs to be a video because they're like, 
people will leave Orange Theory for F45. Coaches will come from F45 to be an Orange Theory coach. Like it's very, it's very intertwined. So I was like, let me let me compare these two and and you know see what see what people think. It's a great video. And well, the, thank your, you. Your graphic, I'm like, he knew what he was doing <laughs> with this one. <laughs> Once I once I know what the video is going to be like, I usually like to have the title of the video and the thumbnail in mind while I'm like creating it. And so, yeah, I was like, let me let me put like my face side by side. So I was like, I need this picture. I need that picture. So I kind of like start breaking it down like producer in my mind. So I love it. So when it's when it has come to uh, creating content, what have you done to set yourself out from everyone else creating content that's a good question i mean i feel like i feel like creating videos and storytelling and stuff i feel like it's it's like um a gift i feel like from god like i i that's how i view it like i'm not trying to i'm not saying that in an arrogant way i'm just saying i feel like that's where he's gifted me so i i feel like I feel like it kind of comes natural to just kind of do my own thing, but also I don't want to copy anybody else. So like if I'm going to put out a video, like say F45 verse or series, like I won't watch any of the videos like that so that I don't in- accidentally make something that looks like something else. So I try to do that. Um, but I also will intentionally not follow trends in terms of like i know casey neistat's huge and in his blogging style is really cool but he kind of has a method of how he sets it up and how he does his thumbnails and titles and um he'll call them like episode one or episode four and i'm like okay i'm not gonna do any of that i'm not gonna like copy somebody else directly so i think that maybe that helps but i don't really know i guess that's why i bring it back to like i just feel like it it's kind of just something that comes natural to me so i just kind of have fun with it and you know hope, hopefully it's different hopefully it's cool but <laughs> so i i'm sure it's not but it sounds like this comes easy to you talk to us about the process of what may go into uh a video yeah i mean it comes easy in some ways but like it is it it is a lot of hard work because i i'm very detail oriented so i if it's not right, like we talked about that, like if it's not right, I've got to get it right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I may have, I may have like 15 versions of a video. Like I just got to make sure wow. that it's, it's perfect, you know? And typically if you see a video on my YouTube channel, I just finished it because like, I can't sit with a video. I can't, I can't like have videos planned out in advance because I will want to keep changing them. So like I post it as a way of stopping myself from, from mm. working on it anymore. But um, I, I honestly forgot the question. I rambled off and totally forgot what you said. Sorry. So talk to us about the step-by-step process of making a video. Yeah. So I have like a couple different ways I do it. Like if I have a, like a notepad in my phone that I write down like ideas and things that I think would be cool to cover. But if I'm just vlogging, I'll try to, I'll try to, I don't write a script, but I write down like an outline of what I want to say, how I want to say it, maybe where I want to record that. So it's not just all in the same spot. And then it sometimes that's, that's like the magic of it. I think is like when you start recording, you just 
get capture moments that you weren't planning and people will come into the frame and start talking to you that you were totally total strangers but it makes for a great moment in the video so it's kind of cool to just let it you know let it happen you know you can plan up to a point but then you got to just let it happen and then for me i have fun in the edit like that edit is where i like I feel like, cause most of the time when I get done shooting a new video, I'm like, oh, that was awful. I don't have enough stuff. But then when I get back to the editing part, I can usually make it work in the editing. So that's, that's, that's kind of my process overall. I guess. So what do you, I really, I'm really trying to get some game here. What okay. do you record on? Okay. And where do you, like what platform do you use to edit? So I record, so I, I was a Canon guy for like 10 years and I just recently switched to Sony and I, so I shoot on a Sony a7C and it's like the first time I've been able to shoot 4k, like for my own personal stuff. Cause for my, for work, I can, I've done it, but like for my own personal stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm shooting in 4k just like I do for work. So that's been really fun. And Sony, I don't know. I just, it, they're both great brands but i just needed to switch i needed to change and then so i use adobe the adobe suite for everything so uh premiere pro for the video and then photoshop for the thumbnail you heard it here first guys this is what you need to use <laughs> to become a content creator no now, you, you don't at... no you don't you just need a phone you just need a phone and there's plenty of easier apps to use you know what? I, I hear a lot of content creators say that. You just need a phone. And I believe it. You just need a phone to start. But to make the videos look like you can tell, right? You can tell when a video is with a 4K camera or with your phone. Now, our phones are great. But I'm like, oh, I want mine to look like that, though. But see, I think that's just the content creator side because the people who watch the videos, they have no idea. They don't that's know fair. if it's a phone. They don't know. I, I'll I'll show my wife. I'll be like, look, do you see the difference now that I got this camera? I had to convince her that like, I, it's going to be worth it to get this camera. Like, let me do it. And she was like, I don't see a difference. And I'm like, it's 4K to 1080p. What do you not see? Like, it's it's clear right here. And she's like, she's like, yeah, it looks same to me. And I was like, okay, well, we're not going to ask you anymore. Um <laughs> so yeah, I think that I think that like when you're the content creator, you think that it's so important. And I yeah. keep having to remind myself like people that are watching videos don't care about that. They care about the content. They care about the storytelling. They care about what you're saying. So I try to constantly remind myself of that when I start to overthink the technical aspect. Now, do you follow other content creators? And when I and I'm I'm thinking of like people like Mr. Beast. Like, do you do you follow like some of his videos, or are you more of like the document? documentary type you know i i don't watch a lot of uh mr beast i i'm not that's not really it it's it's great content and i think he does great things for people but it's not really like the kind of content that i enjoy i really like to watch um i like a lot of tech channels like tech review channels i justine's like my favorite youtuber of all time like since 2009 um so her channel is like one of my favorites and then i like following like other creators that create about creating it's very very uh what's the word meta yeah it's uh so i like that and then i also like to i also follow some uh channels that are they're they're actually like smaller channels but i really enjoy the way they storytell and i just have mm -hmm. stumbled across them and i watch every video that they'll post and they're just talking in the car to their phone for 30 minutes, I watch the entire thing. I love it. I just listen to them talk. So yeah, I, yeah, 
I, I love YouTube and I, I kind of have like a, a diverse selection of, of kind of content creators that I follow. Mm -hmm. YouTube is a, is a beautiful spot. Um, and we're now on YouTube. So people will be able to watch Ooh. this on YouTube as well. Um, <laughs> I did want to pull back and talk more a little bit about your fitness a little bit. So you recently became part of the run happy team this year. I'm part of Brooks running. Can you talk a little bit about like what that is and how it came to be? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like an ambassador program. So you apply and if you get in, then you're in it for a year and they'll send you products and you get to kind of learn about releases that are going to happen before they happen. And recent, and they have like a, a, a camp, like a, it's called run happy or camp run happy, but now they changed it to hype fest. And that was like a couple maybe a month or two ago and we, everybody met in you meet in one place and this time it was in Venice in Los Angeles so we uh all met up there and uh kind of get to you get to meet your teammates from all over the country that you know they're I think there's like 200 people on it I think and my sister is actually the reason why I found out about uh Brooks running like the company uh, to begin with, because during the pandemic, I was like, okay, I can't go to Orange Theory. Like, what am I going to do? Let me go run around outside. But my feet hurt if I'm not on those Orange Theory treadmills. So she was like, you got to get Brooks. They're going to help your feet. So I was like, okay. And once I used them, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is this feels so much better. And she was already on the team. So I was like, let me just apply and see if I get it, because that'd be so cool if, like, we could be on it together. And, yeah, it's cool. She's she's in Tennessee, and I'm out here so in California. So um, it's fun that we've got to come together and, you know, do the, do the hype fest together and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's fun. And you just post content, you, you know, you kind of have like a, um, they'll send you like a shoe and then you, you know, you in return post about it. Sounds like a good trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for you. Yeah. It's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to creating content for Petco, where does your inspiration come from? And are there any unique projects you've worked on in this space? Well, I just started this job a couple months ago. And I mean, I guess the, the real inspo is I love, I love animals and I, I especially love dogs. I have two dogs. They're like my children. I know people say that all the time, but like I, these are my kids. Like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how they're not my biological children. <laughs> um, but I, um, so I just love animals and I like I've been making videos. So like I said, I love making videos. So it's kind of the perfect combination of like, oh, my gosh, it's like I love videos. I love animals. It's like I feel like I'm in a dream working there. It's it's been so amazing. And I guess like something interesting recently is Petco is more than just like dogs and cats. Obviously, it's like all pets. And I think today, actually, we just posted uh, the hissing cockroach video, which um, was very interesting. I didn't know people had those as pets. You know, I'm, I'm still learning things as I'm there, but, um, I, w I had to shoot the cockroach, like, uh, really up close, like really. And I was like, what is it kind of cute? I was like looking at its face and it kind of looks like an ant up close. And I'm like, is it cute? Or am I just like really into this job now? And I think cockroaches are cute. I don't know, but that's, that's been fun. We've done cockroaches and snakes and um we did a tarantula video so all those like will come out soon but yeah so there's there's it's it's a lot more than just like little puppy videos that you know you you initially think it's also every other type of pet so it's fun 
have you ever done just hearing that i'm just like i don't think i could shoot that are there any <laughs> of these you're like yeah i'm not doing that one i won't touch them like i will i i kind of stand back and actually there was there was moments where um like something would fall when I was shooting it and I would like jump and I like fell backwards. I crunched some guy's toe and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I jumped back. So like, you know, it wasn't as, uh, it wasn't as simple as me just recording it. Like, of course there was some dramatics involved with me being, you know, kind of terrified of the spider, but, uh, but yeah, I'll shoot anything. I just, I won't touch it. You know, I don't want to like, I don't want to be the, the hand model in that. Uh, no. Yeah. Do you have any aspirations to take your passion for filming like and do like any theatrical like TV or film or anything like that? I don't think so. I mean, I really like I really like the internet. I like creating content for the internet. I like YouTube. I like Instagram. I like all those things. Of course, like television and movies, that's like super cool. Like who who would turn that down? But I I, I just have a lot of fun on YouTube. I feel like I feel like YouTube in particular is kind of like the perfect because I love I love making videos, but then I like talking to the camera too. Like I like talking with people and connecting with people. So that's why I feel like it's the perfect mix because if I was doing something on like a larger scale, I probably would just have like one job and I wouldn't, you know, also be the person editing the videos if I was the person shooting the videos. So the fact that I can do it all is that's really fun to me. I like being in control of it and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of doing all. Now, if anybody knows you and has followed you, we know you have this love for coffee <laughs> and not just any type of coffee, Starbucks in particular. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an addiction. And I don't know if Orange Theory just like thought this through, but like typically wherever there's an Orange Theory, there is a Starbucks within walking distance. It's so, so it's like always your it's like your match made in heaven it's so perfect i i love starbucks and i have since i was also since i was i guess i just when i since i was a kid i guess i just became like when i was a kid i guess i just found everything i'm gonna ever love and just <laughs> that was it because i feel like i have always loved starbucks too um and it has great fond memories with like my family and my aunt who's no longer with us like she got she got starbucks every day and it's funny now that like i do the same thing and so it's it has like deep meanings for me but yeah i love i love starbucks and i love coffee and i love getting coffee after a workout that's like paradise to me that's the ultimate moment that's so interesting that you get it after the workout yeah or sometimes before and sometimes i've had it during i've one time i which is that's probably not great i probably should have water but um i don't do that all the time but yeah it i mean it doesn't have to be after but you know well if it's like know. a saturday morning then it's yeah after. if it's that's like fair. 6 p.m i'm no i'm not then but that's before yeah so. then you're just like if you do it after a workout on saturday like you have endorphins and then you have caffeine and your wife's probably like you should stay yeah, she's away. like, because I like to sit in my car afterwards after a workout. I'll sit in my car for like an hour, yeah. and I mean, I'm 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 actually not telling you the truth. Sometimes I'll sit in there for like an hour and a half, two hours, which is so crazy and stupid. But um, I just love sitting in the car after a workout, playing on my phone. But yeah, she'll be like, "It's okay to actually stay there for as long as you'd like, you know. Go ahead and calm down and dial it down, and then you know, come back. So your energy the... comes down. So what's your yeah. favorite drink? At Starbucks? Yeah. 
I think it's the ice caramel macchiato because you can do a lot with it. Like I'll, I'll get it with like, uh, I'll get it with sugar-free vanilla and almond milk. And then sometimes I'll add an extra shot to it. It makes it real. That's kind of, that's a lot of coffee. So be warned, but um, I, I would say that I'd say that's my, that's my favorite that they have. So how would you, how would you order that for somebody who wants to go to the drive-thru right now and okay. wants to order that drink? Okay. I would do, um, I would say, well, first of all, this is just a pet peeve of mine. Okay. When you go to the drive-thru and they say, how are you? You just, you ask them how they are. And I know, I know sometimes people are like, well, they're, they're in a hurry and they're in a rush. And I'm like, I just think it's so rude when people roll up and just yell out their order. I'm like, you gotta like be nice and be a person. That's just a pet peeve of mine. But, uh, so you'd be like, you know, Hey, how are you? You know? And then I'd like to have a, can I get a grande ice caramel macchiato with sugar-free vanilla and almond milk? And then you kind of give them a second and then say, and can I have an extra shot to that? <laughs> so like, I, I'm just literally role playing. Right? Um, yeah. So I get a grande. I don't want too much of the, the milk, you know? So I'd rather stack the espresso in a smaller cup and just get less milk than have like a huge glass of like almond milk with, you know, it throws off the ratio to me. So yeah, that's, that's how I do it. That was way too much information. I, you probably were just like, what do you get? And I'm, <laughs> going through this, this whole is, thing. That's exactly the response I wanted because you like <laughs> I'm gonna get totally went tomorrow. to a different person. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I'm telling you. So, and if you, you really want to get the caramel, you got to get a straw. We'll say that again? If you really want to get the caramel, you got to get a straw just because it, I don't usually need a straw, but if you want to get the caramel at the bottom, make sure you get a little straw. It's just my thing. See? It's a whole different person when it comes it's to a- coffee. <laughs> It, you should method. do. You should do a whole video on Starbucks life hacks. You know, I I made a Starbucks video about like a pre workout drink that I used to get. Um, it wasn't my idea. It was the macro barista. We met up in Seattle and we made a video about that. So I technically have some some Starbucks videos. So and you, I've, I've, I've dabbled. I saw one you did like a taste test, and was that on the Starbucks page? Yeah, yeah, it was. That was last year. Yeah, they they like hired me to make the video. So that was that was like an out of body experience. I don't even like that was just <laughs> that was that was the ultimate moment. Um, but yeah, I could talk about Starbucks all day. We could do a whole separate. It's like that, that email comes Starbucks. through, and you're like, <laughs> "I made." Oh it. my god! Oh my god! No, it was yeah, yeah. That was. It was a whole moment for sure. And I had to like not tell anyone for a minute. So that was like even extra like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to like show this to people. So that was, that was really- Can you tell us about your experience as an MC for Crohn's Colitis Foundation? How did this role come about and what impact do you hope to make? in the field of digestive health? Yeah. So my wife has ulcerative colitis. She, she was diagnosed in 2017. And at first it wasn't really, it wasn't anything too concerning. It was kind of like very light. And then it started to get very severe to the point where she had multiple surgeries and it was, it was really scary. And the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, they, they supported us so much. Like they, they just talked to us and came to the hospital and like, linked Leslie up with people who were also going through the same surgeries. And so we just feel like this intense gratitude for the foundation. So we've, we've 
participated in some of their events and like their spending events and to raise money. And we did that in Seattle. And then when we moved here, I guess they, they gave our, our contact information as like people that are willing to volunteer and help. And they asked me to, um, to MC this year's event, which I've never done anything like that before, but it was, it was really fun and, and really special. And I, you know, it's one of those things where you get choked up when you're up there and it's just, it's, it's like a really beautiful moment to be up there with all the IBD warriors and my wife celebrating her and, and all that. So it was, it was truly an honor and it was, it was really fun. Now, when that, when that, I guess, scare happened, was that like kind of out of the blue or has it, is it, was it genetic? Um, I mean, I guess mainly for us and our listeners who don't really know about, uh, yeah. digestive health. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of just came about, it wasn't, she doesn't have anyone in her family that, that struggles with it or deals with it. There was just like, you know, she was just having some issues and we just went in to get it checked out. We actually thought, you know, I actually have like, like dark memories of thinking that it was going to be something a little more severe. Like we were like, is this colon cancer? Like, what is this? And when we found out it was ulcerative colitis, we were like, okay, well, that's good. And I was like, wait, no, it's actually still really a struggle. You know, like it's actually still something that, you know, takes, you know, it's a battle. It's a fight, you know? So she's had multiple surgeries and she's feeling great. You know, we have to go in and get, you know, we do maintenance stuff every now and then we have to go to the hospital and get some, or the doctor. Um, but other than that, she's living a, a normal life and, and it's, it's great. Would you say her, I guess, how, how has her fight and you guys is obviously it's a fight together, right? How has that like influenced your perspective on health and wellness? And I guess even maybe even content creating, you know, I, I'm really inspired by her. I know that sounds like really cheesy and corny and she can't hear me. She's got her headphones on. So I promise I'm not just trying to butter her up, but she, <laughs> she really does inspire me in the way that she handles her health because she, she doesn't spend a lot of time crying. She doesn't cry a lot. She doesn't, she doesn't feel sorry for herself. She doesn't feel, she doesn't say, why me, why me, why me? Like she has those moments, but she just, she just tackles it. She just goes for it. She books her appointment. She makes it happen. She takes her Stellara, which is like a, a shot. Like she takes it in her, in her hip. She doesn't cry. She doesn't say, Oh, I don't like needles. She just pinches her leg and sticks the needle in. And, and I just, she's, she's just, she's, she's inspiring in that way, you know, in many ways, but, um, I, I, I just really like the way she approaches it. I'm glad you asked that question. Cause that's like, a, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super inspired by that. I think that's, that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing to see somebody like you're saying at your wife, just persevere. It's like, Hey, this is now what you have to do. Okay. You know, this is another thing that, you know, we have to be mindful of. Okay. Cause it's, it's one thing, you know, even at Orange Theory, I like to say, you know, your effort is contagious, right? So you giving an extra effort or you actually pushing through actually motivates the person next to you. And it's amazing that your wife is doing that for you, right? She's, she's persevering, she's pushing through. And on the flip side, it's, it's inspiring you to be better, you know, to, to, to think about and be more grateful for life. So shout out to Leslie for that. And just yeah, being sure. a, a warrior. Yeah, for sure. We love that. 
Um, I did want to ask one more question. Yeah. About fitness. Okay. And this is going to be this is going to be a a debatable question. Okay. Who, I'm, nerv- I'm nervous. Who is your favorite Orange Theory coach? Oh. I think I know who you're going to say. I'm going to say Vinny. I knew it. From Seattle. Yeah. I knew it. That, it the impact he had on my life, has on my life, um, it's, it's got to be Vinny. I, it, and he came in at such like an early stage too. So there's so much, there's so much foundation that he laid. So yeah, it's, I don't know if anybody will ever fully like beat out Vinny, but, uh, but I have a lot of other really great ones that, that I love too, especially here in San Diego. There's, there's a plethora of amazing coaches here. Shout out to OTF City. You know, Tony came and took, he's, Tony's in Pennsylvania right now. Okay. Um, and we grew up this, we grew up together. We went to high school together and Tony came out here. We had a conference that we went to and I'm like, well, I have to work. So you could come take my class. Okay. So he came and took my class and it was really fun. Never again. What did you think was, was he a good coach? Oh, he he's a great coach. I <laughs> I feel like if I had him, uh, if I lived around him more and he could be my hype man, I would actually be in shape. But <laughs> I, Orange Theory is not my thing because I don't like cardio. Like, I'm much more like, oh, yeah. let's lift weights. Like, But cardio, I don't do. Yeah, it's a lot of cardio. It really is. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, it can be. A, I, I will agree. We have a friend, another friend, Tony and my other friend always say that. Like every time I come home, it's like we're all all three of us are like working out. And they're they're just doing so I ran track in college and then I played rugby professionally for a little bit. So every time I would oh, wow. come home, I would still have to train and they would just do what I did. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do this. They're like, oh, that's fine. We'll just, just See, do what you're you the, You're the type of friend everybody needs. Somebody that just makes you want to be great. You know, like that's. <laughs> yes. You yes. Gotta have people like you around. Thank you. Thank you. you and you got to come take my class again because you took my class uh, in the course, middle of like yeah. COVID. So it was like, it was weird. It, that it was just a same. weird time. That yeah. Was I'm going to come back and do that for sure. Soon. Very soon. Perfect. So well, Andrew, yeah. Uh, what does it mean for you to be authentically you? Mm, that's a good question. I I was thinking about that. I, I think you guys were going to ask that, and I was thinking about it. And I think my answer is that there's so many, especially now with social media, like there's so many ways for us to take in information and and take in people and their ideas and their thoughts and their, their way of making content and their way of living their life and what they eat and how they work out. And I think it's just walking that fine line of using people's as, as inspiration and pulling bits and pieces from people. But at the end of the day, like you can't mimic, like you can't, completely embody somebody else like you still have to be you so you know like be inspired pull things that you like and kind of add it to your own journey whatever that may be but always make sure you're interjecting like okay but what what do i think like what do what are my thoughts what are my beliefs what do i want to do and as long as you're doing that i think you're gonna you're gonna show up authentically i think if you are leaning too much into like you maybe you're scrolling way too much in the day and you're just completely 
you know, you're being a sponge and you're absorbing way too much and you're just uh, a mirror of whatever you're seeing. I think that's, that's where you, you show up in like a, you know, an inauthentic. I love that answer. Well, Andrew, this has been an amazing, amazing interview. I'm so glad we got to have you on. This but so we do fun. have one more segment, which is called Rapid Fire. Ooh. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> this is where we ask you three questions. Okay. Um, and you're going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So don't okay. ask Leslie. Don't ask your, your children, pets. Okay. Okay. First thing that comes to mind. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. Fill in the blank. Vulnerability is scary. I love it. Okay. If you had to MC an event while holding a Starbucks cup <laughs> in one hand and a pet parrot on your shoulder, what would your opening remarks be? Oh, um, I think I would want to make the parrot say it. Like if I could somehow train the parrot to say it and then everyone would be shocked that like I would go up to the mic with the coffee, start to talk, but then I like hand the mic to the parrot. That's probably what I would do. Something like that. But then I'd have to work it out with the parrot. So who knows what I'd actually say, but <laughs> whatever they can handle, you know? Right. Right. I love that. Uh, Mac or PC. Oh, Mac. How long have you been a Mac person, by the way? Forever. Like forever. My parents had Windows, and I was the first one in the family that was like, I, I really want a Mac. And people were like, that's crazy. Because this was like a long, long time ago. Now my whole family's like, I phoned out, you know, MacBooks and everything else. So I'm like, I started this trend in our family, just for the record. <laughs> I like, I always remind them of that. But yeah, I love Mac. Just to be clear, I was the one who said, this is now our family generational. <laughs> We're all going to be Macs now, just so you love guys it. know. And everyone's that. happy. Everybody's I'm happy. Sure. Of course they are. It's a Mac. <laughs> um, well, Andrew, where can people like find you and support you, and what do you have going next? Yeah, so my YouTube channel is just youtube.com slash Andrew Cole Smith. So my name is Andrew Coleman, but I uh, just do Cole, C-O-L-E. And I'm actually like restarting my Fat Tuesday series. I've been kind of like on a little hiatus for about like six months. And I'm restarting that uh, on the 31st of October. So depending when this is out, I may have already like kicked off my series again. So I'm looking forward to get back into making content and I've got a lot of ideas and things I want to share and videos that I've already recorded, but I haven't put out. So I'm, I feel, I feel energized and kind of like rejuvenated. So I'm ready to make some new stuff. Well, you guys heard it here first. Thank you again for hopping on the podcast. An amazing episode. Andrew, until next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Thank you so much. I love what y'all are doing. This is great. Bro, he is so good. I I think I was so encouraged by how down to earth he was. And especially when he started talking about um, his wife and the health um, uh, complications they had and talking about how um, his wife inspires him. He said it in, in a way that was so genuine and he didn't even have to like, uh, qualify it with, Oh, I'm not just saying this to say it. Like you could tell, which, um, I thought was really dope. Yeah. I, I, I love Andrew. I love watching his content. I love his personality. Um, and just how pure, his 
part is. Um, his content is so fun to watch. I just thought it was so comical with how passionate he is about Starbucks. <laughs> like, we talked about fitness. We talked about, you know, editing and his passion for uh, filming and stuff. But when we got to Starbucks, there was a switch. It's like his heart grew. <laughs> right? Oh, man. So I'm I'm so thankful that we could get him on the podcast. Like I said, I had him in my class one time. Hopefully, he'll get back in my class uh, very shortly. So, Andrew, thanks again for hopping but, on. But first, cockroaches? Bro, Bro you, you think cockroaches are cute? <laughs> Andrew, you're a great guy. Something wrong with you today. But yeah, like, yeah, I couldn't do it. He works for no. Petco, and you had to take a video of cockroaches. <laughs> like, that's not for me. I, no. I, I would have had to quit, to be honest. <laughs> so, there's that. Well, you guys know what time it is. Um, it is time for the friendship moment. Moment. This is where uh, Tony and I get to learn about each other. Um, and you guys can go on this journey with us. So, Tony, I have a question. If you and I could go on a vacation somewhere for a week i know that's a, that's a long time for you where where would we go and what would be one thing that we would have to do africa and we gotta find wakanda it's out there it's somewhere you know what akon he is building he's literally building like wakanda like he i don't know where there's somewhere in africa i think it's in senegal he is building a city like a man-made city with its own currency and I, i'm like he's literally trying to build Wakanda. let's go like um, let's stop this podcast and hop on the plane like let's go guys if we don't drop an episode for <laughs> three months you know where we're at <laughs> we are not in the united states you know where we're at and also honestly and you Don't might not for know, us. because it's it's invisible to most people. Don't come looking. You won't find us. Simple as that. And and that's a wrap. That's a wrap on this one. <laughs> We're gone. <laughs> hey, y'all, until next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>